Hello, hello. This is Marlon. And no, uh, this is not going to be how we're starting the episode. This is just me dropping a small announcement for you. We had some technical difficulties with this uh, last episode. So please know we did our very best. And by we, I mean aiming did our very best to uh, adjust some things and fix some things. So just know that there are going to be some pops here and there, some sounds going to be bouncing around. Um, we will try in the future to make sure this is the first and last time it happens. We're in the early stages of this podcast thing, so there are going to be some ups and downs, uh, as I'm sure you've all noticed. If you join a podcast earlier on in the beginning, we'll definitely get a little more crisp-er as we continue on this journey, uh, i.e. this podcast journey. So please still tune in, listen to this episode. We appreciate you and your viewership. And just be forewarned, it's going to be a little choppy this time, but like I said earlier, in the future, it's going to be uh, smooth sailing. So uh, please tune in and enjoy this week's episode. Ah. Last time on Geek Force, the squad welcomes a new host, Imani. She's bringing fun topics like anthropomorphic characters. Would you sleep with them? Yes or no? The squad talked about Loki, and Marlon explained how J-Lo and Netflix are coming together for brand new content. But see what we're talking about today on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G-Squad of Imani, Eming, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. What's up? What's going on? Hey. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, we, well, this past weekend was a lot. A lot of things went down. A lot of things were shown and premiered and previewed. So how shall we start this? I thought we were starting with uh, the person of the hour, uh, Loki Laufenson. Yes. A, a great place to start. We have been waiting for our next Marvel show since the end of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Loki is back. Spoilers ahead. Let's go. So, first of all, did you guys enjoy the show? Or enjoy the first episode, at least? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was a great first opener. Definitely was the world building that we thought it was going to be and that it had to be. So definitely set the landing in terms of first episode. So, okay. So I know we've been kind of like speculating what the show is about, how it's going to be with the characters and stuff. What were some things that kind of surprised you and you were like, oh, wait, this is where we're going or this is how it's going to be? Or do you feel like you were pretty right in your predictions? Um, well, I felt, you know, coming into it, we knew that it was going to be taking place right after the Battle of New York Part 2. Um, so that was definitely expected to see. Uh, I think what was really interesting is that, they, again, this is um, Marvel taking a big chance by talking about a very obscure entity of Marvelism, which is, hey, let's talk about the Nullverse and how it exists separate from all time and explain the Time Watchers and just go fully into details um, with, of course, the character of Miss Minutes, voiced by the, ama- voiced by the amazing Tara Strong. So they're just kind of wild just to see them. But like, great, we're just going to go all in and you're going to watch every minute of us discussing what this world is about in order to fully set you up for more. Uh, so I did love that they were going into depth on just all these details. And I also love that they were having fun with it. Like um, you get that scene where Loki first gets there after he gets like, you know, 
pistol whipped by the time police and is uh, in one fifth time um, by by Hunter B fifteen, uh, and then of course he eventually comes in and gets processed and he's asked the question, uh, "Are you part robot?" And we're to come through the little metal detector, and Loki's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, what would happen?" He goes, "Well, you probably explode," and he's like. Am I a robot? He goes, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know either. And it's like, I don't know if I should go through anymore. Uh, but it was just, it's just, they had a, a lot of fun with like the whole premise of it. And I think it's just uh, a great first app. And I was excited to see, you know, them take that risk. So big ups to them. I just, I appreciate the cast. They all have such good chemistry with each other. Um, I didn't like, I, Owen Wilson and Tom Hillison, I didn't know, but I'm starting to see already a type of, different romance compared to what we had with Sam and uh, Bucky. Like, this is like the, you know, they're two complete opposites that have to work together, you know, type thing. And mm-hmm. just having, you know, this is the old Loki. This is the Loki back in the Avengers. And so very, you know, he was very just scheming, very mean, very all that. And the fact that in within an episode, he kind of almost had to humble himself because of what he saw in the future and what was in store. And that kind of actually like, down, down. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pick him Wadi because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> In case our, our, our listeners don't realize Imani holds up a little sign with her hand because uh, she has no microphone. So in case you just see this weird pause and laughing, it's because she's holding up a board. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to finish your thought, but I also have some thoughts about no, my husband, Loki. So, first of all, uh, the entire premise of this episode had me very, very confused. Not about the episode, but I had so many questions from within the Marvel Universe. Like, first of all, Doctor Strange. Let's just start there. What the flip? Like, where were these people? <laughs> And then, and then when they're like, oh, because Loki's like, what about the Avengers? Shouldn't you be arresting them? They've been breaking all kinds of rules. They're like, oh, no, that was predetermined. But was it, though? I feel like they're only picking on Loki because apparently he's a villain in this story, too. So that's just one thing, number one. I was like, I don't like it. I don't trust it. Uh-uh. I'm with Loki. Number, I, I also really love that usually, like, in, like, the Thor movies, we see a lot of uh, humor between well mostly mostly Thor's the humorous one and every once in a while Loki does something mean that's also funny um but uh this this whole episode had me cracking up like going between dying laughing and sobbing out my sorrows so I just wanted to say I appreciated that well well hold hold on hold on hold on so based on what you said Imani my theory is that if 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 all that is like predetermined, then does that mean Kevin Feige is God in this universe, <laughs> or is he? A t- or is he one just, of just, the? Just, just wondering. Or is he one of the? Do you think if they ever bring out the uh, the Watchers, he's gonna uh, cameo and be one of them, or do the voice of one of them? Make it so, Kat. I mean, Make it so. We know that Stanley's a Watcher already. I said it. I said it. Can we put this that. in existence? Can we put that in existence? Make I mean, they already have Stan Lee sure. as a watcher. This is true. Stan Lee is a watcher. Stan Lee is a, is a watcher from the MCU. We know that that's, that's canon. Um, but I think, again, I think what's interesting is each of these Marvel shows brings a different theme of, like, you know, what they want to talk about. This one's theme out the gate is basically, is anything you do 
actually your choice or is it predetermined? I think that's going to be the big theme of the show is like you have Loki be like, no, no, no. Like I pick what I want to do. And he's like, well, I'm going to show you your entire life. And he watches it to the very end on that like really old school um, projector where he's able to fast forward through every moment of his life, through him being a dick to him ultimately killing his mom on accident. Which, again, like, I think is something that we didn't really, like, I think focus on because it, it happened in, like, one of the worst Thor movies and we didn't really focus on it. But in that scene, he forgets where he's sending them and he's thinking he's sending them to Thor, but he sends them to his mom. He has that and he has to go with, like, guilt of her being killed because of him. Then he keeps fast forwarding and then he sees himself taking over the throne of Asgard. Then he sees himself watching his father also leave him. Then, you, and he, then of course, he sees his father saying, I love you both, which, is, again, has never happened before. So he has to deal with the guilt and with like, oh, now my dad says two guilt up to deal with. And he's dealing with, oh, like at the very end when I was like at, like, at my apex of my power, um, I'm murdered by uh, Thanos in front of everyone. And it's like, whoa. Uh, like that's a lot to deal with. And it's like I watched my whole life and every decision, is just, it just d- doesn't matter anymore. So I think we're going to be dealing with like that whole like fate versus uh, destiny versus, you know, do you have freedom of choice anyway? Well, yeah, I kind of want to go with what Imani was saying about how, like, Doctor Strange is able to think about an endgame, how he was able to determine one, uh, the one true way to save them all. And that's why it ended that way. And that's why we have this now we have this timeline because of that. How is Doctor Strange? I know he he had the time stone, but knowing that the Again, if any of you guys see, watch this episode, in in this world, the Infinity Stones are just toys, basically. They're just nothing. They're just paperweights. Knowing that, these Infinity Stones killed main characters, uh, killed uh, destroyed worlds, like, and they're just in someone's desk. So I was all like, well, what? What? So, well, our, Tony died for what? Like, <laughs> well... Yeah, that that was weird, I thought. But in terms of this being a new phase, I think they're kind of saying, like, you know, we've moved on from this. Like, we're done w- w- with the stones. Like, the stones are no longer an issue. We Damn. got other issues. We got Eternals. We got we got all this other stuff coming down the pipeline. Mephisto. We're done. Like, move Kang. on, everybody. Kind of still talking about Mephisto. Yeah, well. well no, I think I think what's important about, the, about that whole stretch of the timeline is them basically saying, hey, there was always one possible future. And yes, Dr. Strange said, oh, I've looked in every possible future. But it's like, great. It was already predetermined, Dr. Strange, that you were going to pick one of mm. these. And in terms of the in, in, in terms of like the grand timeline, they had already set in stone, he's going to look at all this timeline. That's fantastic. He can look as much as he wants to, but he's going to pick this one. And we have predetermined it. And it does not matter, Loki, that they went back in time because we already knew that they would go back in time. And we're done with that. But this, I think, is going to tie into... I think their biggest, I think, uh, villain, which is Kang the Conqueror, Kang the mm. Conqueror in the comics, in the TVA, are always mm. at odds because Kang knows they exist. Most here, most villains like Thanos do not understand or know about the Nullverse or the TVA. Kang has full knowledge of the Grand mm. Timeline. Kang is fully aware of that, which is why his actions are far worse than Thanos with the reality gem because Kang's like, cool, like they already know what what, what Thanos is, is going to do with this stone. They have no idea what I'm going to do because I'm going to just pop around and do whatever I want to do. So that's fascinating. Uh, but Imani, I want to hear what you want to drop in real quick. We, we assume 
that they were like, Doctor Strange, you gotta pick this timeline, so whatever. But how do we know that he he was not communicating with like I forget what they're called, but the people who mm-hmm. know the the, the, the timeline. Yeah, like how does he know that? How do we know? Like it, it all of it kind of makes me my mm-hmm. mind explode because I'm like, yeah, we assume that he just so happened to pick the timeline that they wanted him to but they let a whole bunch bunch of people die like you said so why not just let everybody else stay erased like it it makes you wonder what like the rival reason is to like which timeline to choose is the right one i prediction i think that at some point we're going to find out that there is some corruption in the tva i think that someone is going to be slightly uh, changing what people's choices are to get what they want and that maybe Loki is not actually going to be a villain. I think he's going to be like, you know, not all revolutionaries are necessarily bad. Like, sometimes you need to revolt for change. He's an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. His variant is straight up murdering Minutemen, so I don't know I, about that. I mean, you I know, feel you like- crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Right. And I, I kind of go with their money because like Loki understands from his experience, he'll be able to pick out whoever is trying to corrupt. He'll be able to see it clearly because he used to be like that. So I think for him to be here is almost like um, meant to be like it's like, you know, it's, like, it's, 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 it's a story within a story. Like he didn't choose to be there, but he's meant to be there to help with the time, even though the time, you know, and that blows my mind too. And this is why we have Doctor Strange 2, the movie coming out, because this movie's gonna sound this movie already sounds crazy. Already. True, true. I also want to note that there are several characters that are listed on this uh, you know, cast list that have no names for themselves yet. Um, so again, we we, we, we know that Loki has been mentioned as being a part of, you know, disrupting some timelines. Um, my prediction is that we'll, we'll probably end up seeing uh, a female version of Loki in this show. Just because uh, I think it'd be, it'd be a surprise. And, of course, in the comics, Loki is very gender fluid. There's definitely been, like, female Loki has been, like, and there. And then she'll, like, change to, like, male Loki. So that definitely already exists. So I feel like they'll definitely, like, play with that. But I also agree that Loki... Uh, overall, especially if he's been, you know, involved in the TVA this far, he or they must know what their traditional timeline looks like. He or they must know that, great, uh, I think that there's something going on at the top. And the way that I'm going to push back is to draw my other version out, maybe. So they bring him in or maybe work with Mobius. I, I do agree with the mind that there's definitely, like, it's not going to be clear cut of, like, oh, Loki's the big bad. Mm. Like, we know that that's not going to be it. Loki hasn't been the big bad since the first mm. Avengers movie. And he wasn't the big, and, and, and honestly, it, he truly wasn't because Thanos was just handed him power behind the scenes the whole time. So he truly wasn't the big bad in the first place. So I do believe that there is a big bad in here, and it could also be someone that's messing with the timeline. Because again, in this episode, Loki asked old girl, who decides the timeline? And she's like, oh, those three guys, they were great. Like, can I speak to them? No, I speak through them. It's like, great, but, like, who do you – so there, there, there's a whole lot of ambiguity with, like, what like what line of secession there is. Is someone also telling you what they're saying? So I agree we'll probably wind up seeing some uh, other mysterious figure who's, like, pulling strings behind the scenes. Ooh, like a and I do. Of 
Yes. Exactly. And my bet, y'all, my bet is on uh, one of the character actors who is always a bad guy. Um, what is his name? Richard oh, E. Grant. Is. He is in five oh. of these episodes. He's in the, he is in five of these episodes, and he just <laughs> he looks plays evil. A villain. Now, mind you, yeah. he also plays an evil character. If you if you look him he up, does. he always plays he's a bad at. guy. He is in this film, and my guess he's good at it. And my guess is that that uh, Sasha Lane is gonna be female Loki. <laughs> just off top looking at her, I think yes. she's gonna end up being female Loki with like long hair. Look, yeah, look at the cast. I do believe that Richard mm. Grant's going to be the bad guy, and I believe that Sasha Lane is going to be Loki, or it could be Sophie DiMartino, who also has no cast I name. I say that I will be very disappointed, like I'm going to go into their studio and flip all that shit over, if Doctor Strange Ooh. doesn't mention this at all. I'm going to be that like, part. for real? Really, Marvel. Each, each episode, each each of these Marvel shows has had a uh, cameo, and I'm doing cameo because Paul Bettany treat, tricked us in, in Wonder Vision. Lies. Um, <laughs> so his greatest yeah, he was so actor hyped friend about is that. I, I'm not mad at it, but damn, <laughs> damn, Paul. Um, but for this, do you guys have any predictions? Do you think there's going to be an outside cameo? Or do you think there's going to be, like, a smaller cameo from, like, something from a, from the Marvel Universe? Yeah. Or is it too too early to tell? It would make sense if it's Doctor <laughs> Strange. I mean, it would make sense if it's Doctor Strange, but it would make sense for him to be in True. WandaVision as well. But, um We'll see what happens. It could be Doctor Strange or it could just be um, they rap with, uh, hey, King of the Conquerors out there and we get a smash cut of Homeboy that. from right. uh, Love <laughs> Country in Spiral Costume. I think if there's a cameo, honestly, I think it might I think it might be someone that's dead in the Avengers timeline. Like Black, Black Widow? <laughs> the movie comes out soon. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It could be a Marvel, <laughs> you know. But I, I honestly think maybe it's a hope. But we're gonna go with think. I think that Jonathan it's gonna be Majors. like they jump into some timeline and then Loki's like, shit, that's my dad. Or, you know, like, and I'm not supposed to interact, but dad, what's up? Um, or you know, something, or it's Tony Stark, you know, as a kid, or he he runs into him in the desert and is like, here, use this piece, and we find I Something I don't know, you know. I think it. I think if there's a cameo, it'd be fun because we can. They can jump around the entire Marvel universe, and so I. I think that it should be. If there's a cameo, it should be something interesting oh. on a later or farther timeline, you know, or black, you know, black. Uh, the blackening of of um, what? Widow. Yes, thank you. Captain America. What? If, and this is just a joke back in Endgame when Rhodey says, why can't we go back in time and kill baby Thanos? What if they have a scene where Loki is like, but you know, he wasn't in the room when that happened. But for the audience, that would be too much for us. Like if Loki was like, baby Thanos, Thanos. what? I would lose my mind. I would be laughing so hard. But I'm just thinking like so many time jokes. Well, I... I think for me, I think if they want to, I think they've been great at like finding emotional episodes. This is a good emotional one. If they want to do a good secondary one, they need to either have him like right after Thor talks to his mother and she like, he like can't tell her what's happening. She has to leave. Oh my gosh. Loki pops up right behind her uh, and is like, oh, hey, I'm also here. And they have the exact same discussion where she's also like, hey, I love you as well. 
but it's like back to back of like them both right. saying goodbye to their mom one the last future. time. Aww. And then he goes back to the t- Exactly. And she's like, and she and she'll probably tell him like, oh, he'll probably be like, hey, come with me. And she'll be like, no, like I as a as a as a witch, I understand the timeline and I understand things have to be the way they have to be. My fate is my own. But you, and your fate is yours to be designed. And then she'll give him a kiss, and then he'll go back into his little time bubble, and he'll have to take that with him. But I do think either we get him saying goodbye to his mom or apologizing to her, but her being like, this has to happen. Or he gets to be in a scene with Anthony Hopkins as he's sitting on that rock over in, in Ireland, and he's like, oh, hey, son. Oh, I know. You're from, you're from a, a, a different timeline. But your brother will be like, because again, Odin has the eye of Odin, which he can see through times. So he'll be able to like, oh, you don't belong here. But like, it's good to see you. I'm going to leave soon. Your mother loved you, by the way. And then he'll just do the whole little. Either way, we'll get a sad moment of him traveling back in time to either mom or dad to really be a tearjerker. So he can do his whole little like, why didn't you tell me? Or blah, 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 blah. You, I'm angsty. But do you think they'll let him? Like he's, um, They're going to keep a really close eye on him since he's. He or she, they are already the, the villain. I don't see them just letting him mm. jump through time by himself and go visit his. Unless dad. Mobius lets him. He. I don't see. He that. damn near did. Uh-huh. He fully pickpocketed Mobius and was hopping around that whole agency for like That's four minutes, 45 minutes. And he, he couldn't leave. <laughs> I know. So I feel like especially now, they're not going to, they're going to put like a chip in his neck or something. I don't know. Like, they're going to be like, oh, oh no. he's smart. He's really smart. But I, I think, I don't know. I think. I think that would be the easy go-to is to let him say goodbye to his mm. mom or like see his dad. I think they're gonna try it. I mean, it is Marvel, and I, one thing I appreciate about them is that they're not very uh, predictable. Sometimes they are, but most of the time, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is happening? What if the cameo is Chris Hemsworth, and like, there's a scene where Loki says something to Thor, and Thor doesn't understand just yet, and it's just a random scene, so that. When it comes to, you know, Loki dying um, in the end game uh, or Infinity War, uh, it's 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 almost like for for Loki, it's more closure for him because he's like, you know, I know my time is coming and, you know, I'll be better by then. But I just for myself, because I didn't know at that time I was going to die, because if there's one thing, if Loki gets a chance to to say anything to any of his family before they all go, then, you know, that's everything. Because Loki knows he's the bad son, but he loves them. And I think this is almost like a parallel thing because we know Thor movies coming out, yeah. But especially in Endgame, when Thor had to go through this whole thing of, you know, his mom, which I love Renee Russo every, like that just makes me mad. Thor 2 movies making me madder every time we bring up <laughs> Renee Russo, which was the best part of the whole damn movies, all her scenes. Yeah. So we're bringing that back in all this new stuff. So, you know, Thor had a moment to be with her. You know, Thor got to say goodbye to his dad. Uh, he, he didn't, I mean, him dog, we, we don't want to talk about that. And then, you know, Loki died. So then, you know, Thor's all alone right now. So then on Loki's side, you know, Loki died, but he didn't realize, like, he caused his mom's death. You know, when his dad left, he's like, that was it. You know, him dog, he wasn't close to him. But Thor, he didn't really get to say goodbye to. So I just, I'm curious if that's going to be the one he's going to reach out to. This is too sad. More than likely. I mean, it's got to be someone that's going to... Well, I mean, it would it would make sense for him to be Thor because, again, Thor has yeah. the most trauma of, of, of most of the Avengers so far. Uh, watching 
Uh, His mom universe is, dead. is gone. Dad died. <laughs> brother died. Family was half destroyed. Um, half your population got wiped out by Thanos uh, <laughs> in physical combat as opposed to his sister. Uh, so, yeah, maybe him <gasps> doing a little, you know, hey, I'm going to miss you uh, type goodbye. Something or present day. Doing some kind of like oh, note or, or just some kind of sign. Because I feel like Loki isn't the type to be mushy. Prank. It's got to be some kind of like singular reminder of a prank or something like, hey, I'm here, or hey, I miss you. Something that's, like, gonna be cute, but, like, oh, I'm not gonna give him, like, I'm actually not or, dead Or, like, yet. he falls down some steps, and he's like, what the? This reminds me of exactly. me and Loki were children. And it's like, oh. <laughs> Boom, there's a snake. Oh. Exactly. See, okay, I'm just trying to understand the themes, because we understand what WandaVision and was, like, the steps of grief. And with, uh, with Captain... Captain America and Winter Soldier, it was a lot about PTSD and mental health and, you know, how people need a place to, especially during trauma, like to come together and stuff. What is going to be the thing for this show besides time and fate and destiny? But like from a personal perspective, even reckoning of his actions and how he can maybe change. So uh, forgiveness and accountability. Forgiveness. Do you want to go with that? I don't see why not. It probably is going to be because, I mean, I mean, they should. They, they, they did a full this is your like life, Loki. reel of all the things he's ever done, and focus on like you. It's like, hey, you he you were cheesing like, as you stabbed this man to death. Were you like having a good time? And he was like, yeah, like it was great questions. Like, like, are you a bad guy because you were born that way, or because you choose to be that way? And then, like, how are you going to reconcile that with who you are now? And also, how you reconcile that with the fact that you saw who you were in the future and how you wound up? Like, how are you going to be yourself knowing that that's your end? Like, is anything going to change for you? So, yeah, I think it's going to be... <laughs> I think it's just going to be uh, an interesting uh, uh, moment oh to, my gosh. <laughs> to yeah, see what happens. I don't know. But you know what? I think I think that's... I think that's <laughs> I think that's the beauty of um, <laughs> of talking about Marvel films. They just have a whole lot to bring to the table. Uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow, because today is Tuesday. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow with uh, Loki, what episode two is going to bring. Um, but, you know, we'll see. But I do want to segue into other things that are also in Disney, because uh, I think that's also something fun to discuss. Um it was recently brought up that Disney, uh, on the heels of Cruella, which we'll get into in just a moment, on the heels of Cruella, they're really enjoying doing prequels of things. So they're going to do a prequel of Beauty and the Beast. Shut up. With, oh, oh yes. <laughs> with, A prequel? Shut up. No. 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 Well, well, don't say it. Well, I was hoping I was dreaming a prequel I with A prequel with Gaston and LeFou. No. Uh, basically, no. they get their own prequel. <laughs> He's, Are you serious? Cool. We literally oh. realized last week how we don't want to see any more of this man. I don't. That's what Disney is. Oh, that's what Disney is. 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 That's it's true. This is like the magic Geek Force box. Oh, We're the Oracle box. It gets better. <laughs> no, it gets better. I don't want to know. Better. No. This, 
I'm calling it's 911. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. It's a Disney Plus TV no, show. No, no, to watch it. no. <laughs> it has. Is it? Is it live, live action? action? So it's Josh Gad and oh, oh wait, old boy's um, name. Uh, no, not that dude. <laughs> yes, Josh Gad and dang, um, Josh Gad stays getting dizzy checks. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, he, Olaf for he's, life. He, he's, he's getting it. Luke Evans. It's Josh Gad, Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. The and Hobbit. That's all I think about. It's, <laughs> and it's going to be about, and it's also going to have a third character. Uh, it's it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be Luke Evans, Josh Gad. And the third character is going to be um, uh, an individual who's going to be playing LeFou's sister. Shut going to be a trio of them. And the show is going to be part musical. No, so they're going to be singing songs for five episodes. About how misogynist he is? I don't understand. <laughs> what, here, We're celebrating what about, his jerkness. Here's the issue I have with the show is that it's a prequel, so it's going to just be Josh Gad simping <sighs> over Gaston for five full episodes like he was in the movie of like, Gaston, why do you like those girls? They're just they're just so weird. We should hang out together. It's like, this is getting real awkward. And I don't want to watch it. I'm hoping they like have him tone it down, but he was just giving real like thirsty vibes to that whole movie. <laughs> he was creeping me out. Both of them. So five episodes. That's the Disney's bringing to the table, y'all. Well, well, I will say he was he was definitely simping hard in the animated version, but in the live action Beauty and the Beast, not so much. He actually had a conscience. I don't know if you've seen it, and he was very. The tone was more. I don't know what we're doing this. There was less like, yeah, kill everything. Yeah, you're the greatest, and more. You sure he was very sarcastic, and uh, got in trouble for his mouth a couple times. So I'm hoping. That it won't be that, that they're bromance. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to watch that. I have no desire whatsoever, but I probably will. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. <laughs> Out of curiosity. Yeah, but that's coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's going to be wildly interesting uh, to see that. Five episodes, musical, Josh Gad, Luke Evans, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, yeah, the prequel. Time. This, of course, segues us into our another prequel, uh, Cruella. Uh, I only watched um, uh, scenes of it. I didn't want to watch the full thing. But what I do know about it, because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to waste my time watching it. It looked terrible, and I'm glad I didn't watch it. Um, out the gate, bad movie. I don't think just, you just can review it watched, without having watched it, Marlon. Oh, yeah, no, you oh, no, no, I can. Dumbass movie twice. I, Explain. No, no, no. Thank you, First I was all, say. Exactly. First of all, here's what I watched, and here's how I know it was bad. I watched the scene where there was a flashback to how her mother died. So, spoiler alert, spoler alert, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Gorilla. Snippets, you didn't watch the, the actual thing. Yet. Uh, I don't Did know. you say that? Here's all you need to know, viewer, to know it's a bad film. So, they blame Cruella's dislike for Dalmatians on the fact that her... Adopted mother was murdered by three Dalmatians who pushed her off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. That's all you need to know. That's a bad film. Wait. You can't justify animal cruelty by saying, oh, my mom was killed by three Dalmatians who fully came out of nowhere and like drop kicked her off a cliff. Absolutely not Disney. Yes, they full on 300 Zack Snyder. This is France. And then back kicked her off a cliff. And she just like, no. And like, no, absolutely not. Okay, now wait. I have a comment as someone who's actually watched the movie. 
and enjoyed it a bit. It was a bit corny, but I enjoyed it. First of all, you got your facts wrong. It was not a nowhere. The lady blew a whistle. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. And the dog listened to the dog whistle, mm. and they attacked. Okay, that's just mm. one. Number two, at the end of the movie, and this is going to make things worse, sorry, a little worse. Yes, she gave him the dogs. Um, she, she actually inherits the dogs, and then she inherits those dogs that murdered her mother. She inherits them. Yes. And then they have puppies, and then those puppies are what go... Okay. To the, yep, I'm done. Exactly. Exactly. That's the word. Yes. At the end of the film, she gets those three murder dogs, and they have puppies. And then she she gives the puppies to the two main characters from the original 101 Dalmatians. And of course, it's like, oh, they were destined to meet up together at some point. But like that. And named bad. them. She named them. Yes. She gave them their names. That's important. She yeah, so she is and somehow responsible for creating this whole franchise. And we still and again, they've hinted there's gonna be another one of these films. Because they haven't gotten to her yes, because they didn't get the to the Willow point films? of discussing how she got to her like I wanna murder all animals yet. And I'm like, we don't one, we didn't need this film. And two, we don't need more details as to why she wants to murder animals. She's a bad person. She murders animals. We've seen the nineteen nineties Glenn Close version. She's not great. She's not great. Also, another issue. The villains have dog sidekicks the whole film. Literally, they have dog sidekicks that 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 look like Miso. Little dog sidekicks that help them rob people and put out fires. I'm like, the whole point of these bad guys is that they hate dogs. They've named that in the movies. We hate animals. That's why we work with her. We all hate animals. Yet, here's a little dog sidekick. He's a little cute guy. Bad film. But, but, but they didn't hate animals. That was their adopted sister. The, she, what I'm guessing is that, uh, not like legally, but like for the streets, you know, they found her at a waterfall, at a, at a fountain. They found her at a fountain and she was all alone. Her mom was, they found whatever, her, her mom at was a dead. Okay, waterfall. So then they were all great and, and living in a bando. And then they already had those animals before they met her. So just to be, she no, she found one of those puppies, but they had the other dog before they met her. So they weren't animal haters. And even at the end of this movie, they weren't. If anything, they were just kind of side-eyeing her. Like, you're mean to us. Why do we work with you? And then she gives them. Wait, wait, wait. So this movie sounded like yeah. Oliver and Company mixed with half the plot from Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier with the smashing hands or whatever that terrorist group called because they were working towards a goal, but then the main character was doing too much, but then he still worked for her because of the one cause that united them all because they needed unity, and that's because we hate animals no, or we hate no, dogs? I, I can't tell. No, no. The issue is that this is an example of writing a screenplay and also knowing that there exists a uh, an actual other screenplay and be like, oh, great, these two things, we're not going to connect them at all. Even though there is like an OG screenplay of like, great, here are the two films we have and we're going to write a new prequel that is a prequel to these two films that are written down that have, have movies and books and TV shows. We're not going to connect this to any of that despite naming it as a prequel. And it's like, I don't understand who was in the writing room. It's like, great, we're going to, and I get it. Disney's doing this thing of like, we're going to like redeem all our villains. Maleficent, we're going to redeem her. The Wizard of Oz, we're going to redeem him and James Franco. It's like, we don't need you to give us reasons why they're bad people. And especially for Cruella Deville. Especially. 
especially. But we, again, watch, I think my earliest memory of the live action Glenn Close was, was when they fully discussed how uh, I think Peter or someone was at like uh, it was at Peter in the movie was like accusing her of like buying an an extinct uh, an, an extinct tiger from a zoo and her being like yeah I did and he made a great coat and it's like she killed a tiger for that coat that's a, that's a terrible human being and now you're telling me well Cruella had a hard childhood. Mom got drop kicked off a cliff by a dog. Sorry, I can't take you seriously when you said yeah, that. Like, I'm like, this movie. That's what happened. I want to watch Literally, it just for also, that one scene what's now. Worse is that, what's worse is that they like went into like, <laughs> they did a lot of CGI <laughs> to make the dogs look really mean. Like, that fuck your mom. live action CG? <laughs> Literally. Literally, I need someone to do a smash cut of Nuckets and Buck and have the dogs run Twitter up on this woman and kick her. And like and kick her the way they kicked this woman like they kicked her like they Why had a personal beef like it wasn't like because they were told to but it's also like y'all made these dogs like look way more involved in this, this murder than they needed to be. Sense. It'd be one thing if they were like dogs were like running ha 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 oh we're gonna like play it accidentally knock you over it's another thing entirely like, oh no no they fully were aware of the plan rolled up mug faces we're all like, like let's, let's get it, let's get it and the three of them jumped her. She got Sometimes jumped watch by movie, three Marla. dogs. She got this jumped and she got sus. kicked off a of food. First of all, look it up. Dalmatians are some of the most vicious animals in the world. True. The top three. That's one. So that's yeah. just facts. Two, two, any animal that is trained for violence is going to be violent. There was a whistle for violence. But where did the whistle around the movie with, with that lady. She would blow the whistle and the dogs would be like, for sure, we tearing off skin. And three, they were already mean. They weren't on board with the plan. They were chasing that little girl around the property. That's what they were doing originally. She, her and her little dog was in a party they shouldn't have been in. And, and the Dalmatians were chasing her and her little dog. And then when she ducked on the grass and they was racing after her, somebody blew the whistle and they just jumped over her, kept going. And then karate kicked, Sparta kicked. <laughs> that mama Why was she by the cliff so. in the first place? <laughs> and... <laughs> This is so sus. <laughs> because it, because the script oh told her God. to. Also, also again, it is important to know that I think I'll say this: the best part of the film, and that that has been written arguably has been the fashion. That honestly was the budget of this movie was strictly on the clothing. That's where it was. That's honestly where it existed because there made no sense. Script-wise, half the action, half the acting. Um, and also there's a certain point where, like, she has the dogs, like, kick her off a cliff so that she can, like, base jump from the, the falling down and come back up in a brand new outfit. Like, haha, I'm a phoenix. I risen from the ashes. Also, she killed my mom. Give me her house and her money. And that's how she gets her oh, money. Oh, what? No. It's actually, that was, that, okay. more spoilers, Cat. That was her birthday. Wait, mom. what? What kind of soap opera so, is this? Oh, yeah, this? That, sorry, that, sorry. That was the big reveal. So that's how she, she inherited that was the big reveal. it. Disney killing moms still. So basically, okay. the evil mom, the evil woman killed her adopted mom, but the evil woman what? was her mom the whole time. And the evil mom wanted her to die originally, but the adopted mom was a maid and didn't kill her. <laughs> it was so much Wait, and this is a family It was so overly complicated. I feel like the writers <laughs> are, the they don't like so dogs, or they don't like animations themselves, and they don't like people, God. so they wrote this movie. 
Is that what happened? God. <laughs> also, her... Uh, probably. Also, her name is Estella, but her mom was like, when you act cruel, you're like Cruella. And it's like, that was a dumb thing. <laughs> that was like watching Han Solo and being like, what's your first name? Han, what's your last name? I don't have a last name. I don't, who are you people? I don't have people. Han Solo. It was one of those things of like, get out of here. This is a dumb. And it got worse with like her last name because she pulls up in like a Coupe de Ville. Oh, it's Cruella in a DeVille. Oh. Cruella DeVille. It just gets it's like, worse. like, we don't need these. It just gets we worse. We don't need these moments, filmmakers. Yeah. Was, this, is just, this is just salt in the wound. She was like, I like that. <laughs> Yo, but... But he was he was spot on though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I should see this movie. I'm on the fence. I want to see how this goes down. If you want to watch it, if you want to watch it and laugh, I, I recommend you doing it. But I feel like I'm like you know what? I've done my research. I'm gonna watch this whole thing. How about that? And then I can be like, so this is what Marley and Money were talking about. That's also true. All oh, right, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney Plus. No, thank you. But. 40, what, 40-something days? They'll be free? I can wait. I can wait. It's not worth paying for. I didn't pay for it. Someone else I can't believe them. Three dogs. It sounds like they're trying to be like, dogs can be thugs, too. And they killed a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They killed you a white lady. Actually, they killed multiple black spots. Yeah, at some, because she pushed. She pushed Estella off the cliff. And there was a crowd of people she didn't know about, but she had already admitted that, like, because Corella or Estella was like, I mean, I wonder how many people you've gotten away with murdering. And she's just like, huh, several. Where are several the authorities? What in the world? This is a Disney movie. <laughs> this, is not, this is not redeeming. This is just and building Kat- up. This is why it's okay to murder animals because apparently they've been murdering they've been murdering other people so you can kill endangered rhinos and tigers and things like that. I don't I don't know what to say. And be ready for that sequel. It's going to come out soon. What's I'm the kidding. It's going to come out about? next year. We had, they were saying it's going to be a sequel. I'm not watching that. Because again, Maleficent got two. But Maleficent, Maleficent got was two. good. <laughs> um I like it. It was way better than I don't wasn't agree with that statement. <laughs> I love it. My episode wasn't that bad. I, but it wasn't but great. Compared to Cruella, I'm I, like, I would watch Maleficent. It focused on the wrong people. I agree with that. Yes. I feel like Maleficent Roar 2 was, dumb as was better shit. than Maleficent 1. Dude was dumb as shit. Was, it was hard. At least the Maleficent 2, I kind of was along with it up until like the giant phoenix. I'm like, oh, there's a whole phoenix in this one yeah, too? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Same. Never mind. There's a phoenix in this one too. I can't I can't get it on this board. This is also my, like homeboy. He was in there cheating. He was good. He was, he was yeah, doing great. Yeah. Where is my uh, personal origin story? Somebody needs to know that. A good writer, great cast, you can do it. Maybe after the Little Mermaid movie comes out, somebody's going to be like, well, Ursula movie. We already mentioned it. And how about this? Let's just say let's, let's just say we don't want an Ursula film, and they might leak that they're. I don't want. A, we don't, don't want, want an amazing want Ursula, Ursula. Ursula. Wait, I don't want a good, amazing Ursula movie. There, we'll I said see. it. Well, there you go. Well, on the opposite side of streaming, over at Netflix, they held their own kind of E3 called um, Netflix Geeked, hey. where they were just. They have been partnering with wild amount of people um, and doing a lot of things. Um, our favorite um, Wayne Brady 
from the Dave Chappelle show is going to be Dice Head and the new Cuphead I TV saw. show. Sorry. And the, the Cuphead series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have the same old school animation, but he's going to be King Dice in that uh, Netflix adaptation. So he's super juiced for that. Uh, he's, he's, he's got his uh, scat man uh, voice down ready to go. <laughs> Uh, Castlevania confirmed they're going to have a spinoff with the characters to keep it going because of uh, they're doing great numbers there. It's about the children. Tom, it's about the children. children yeah. Tom Clancy is getting a Splinter Cell cartoon. Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> and also, because again, they're partnering. Ubisoft and Netflix have partnered up to do not one but two Far Cry shows. What? Um, you, yes, so they're doing Far Cry. Um, uh, it's a character from Far Cry 3, Blood Rage. It's called Far Cry Captain Laserhawk. Um, it looks like a very typical 70s over-animated film. Oh. Um, it looks really wild. It looks like a video game at times, but that's coming out. And they're also going to do Far Cry an anime, um, and they haven't said which Far Cry they're doing, but it's going to be Far Cry anime. Um, Look out for that. It's going to be interesting. And we got, of course, a 15-second trailer of uh, The Witcher Season 2, which Kat was like, that's more than enough for her. I mean, it was something. It was something. (laughs) And on top of that, Marley, you forgot there's going to be WitcherCon in a few weeks. Yeah, July 9th, WitcherCon, to find out more about The Witcher. In that 15-second trailer we saw, it was mostly Siri-centered, but of course it gives you snippets of her training with someone, which we can already guess is Geralt. Yeah. She's most likely training to be, she's most likely going through her Witcher training, and we'll get more details at WitcherCon. And lastly, Netflix is doing a live-action Resident Evil film. Um... Sorry, series. Resident Evil series because apparently they got tired of what is her name is long. Jovovich. There you go. Mila Jovovich. She's done doing films and they're now just doing TV shows. Um, Homeboy from the Wires in it. So that's going to be interesting. Um, uh, The black guy with the glasses. I forget his full character's name. (laughs) Okay, that guy. (laughs) But I feel like you wouldn't know what he looks like. Oh yeah, the one that looks like, he looks like my dad. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. He's like my dad. Dang, is your is your dad a villain? <laughs> oh no 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 no! no. It gets too deep. It gets too deep. Uh, his name is Lance Reddick. That sounds. Right. He has an amazing deep voice. He also was in um, uh, the John Wick film. The John Wick films as the concierge, who also like has just crazy guns behind his desk. He shoots people with. Mm. He's doing that. But yeah, there's that's what Netflix is bringing to the table. Um, uh, that's I'm sure they have more on the way, but that's what we got. Um, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, again, WitcherCon is July 9th. Uh, it will probably be virtual. We'll try to get Please to that right, Kat. Please be virtual. Me too. We're trying to bring. We gonna we gonna bring you through. We gonna bring you through. I, I don't. We'll see, see what happens with it. I think I don't know if it's up or not, but we'll have to check. It has um, to because if it's so soon. A quick. Sorry. Right? A quick synopsis of E3. The winners of E3, I'm going to just say, were Xbox and Bethesda Games. Um, they came ready. Also, Xbox partnered with a 
a, a wild successful partner. They're going to be releasing 30 plus games on mm-hmm. Game Pass um, that you pretty much you pay one thing for Game Pass. You get access to 30 plus games. Also, every game that Xbox is dropping, you get access to it also on Game Pass, which is really clutch and also like really what made Xbox win E3 because every game that they were going to release the first comment after was like available on day one at Game Pass available on day one Game Pass it's like okay y'all rubbing it in we get it (laughs) stepping their game up the losers (laughs) they're doing it the losers of E3 uh, were Square Enix that's where I want to be at sorry Square Enix dropped more mobile games than they dropped actual okay, games. Yeah. And the games they did drop um, were not just that say great. Wait, Marla, and looked, just say when, um, so I can go in. They looked real bad. Uh, Kat, discuss why, discuss how bad Square Enix was at this E3. So again, I don't know if listeners know that Square Enix is my life. Play Final Fantasy every week. Um, mm-hmm. Or sleep. But Square Enix, we were looking forward to you know a preview of final fantasy 16 you know any uh, a preview of final fantasy 7 remake part 2 you know something along the lines no so a lot of my friends have always wondered how come the first final fantasy 1 all the way up to 6 how come steam or any of these consoles never re-released it remastered the last remastered game we got was at least eight and eh. so the fact that they're like hey y'all we heard what you want we got you. We're going to release one through six, you know, remastered with 2D pixels only on mobile and Steam. And I was like, how is this a win? How is this a victory? Knowing that a lot of people say Final Fantasy VI is, is probably the best Final Fantasy game ever. And I always wanted to play it. But again, you're going to be limited to your phone or on the computer. And it's not like, oh, we took it and, you know, redesigned it or remaster it like Final Fantasy VIII or even remade it like Final Fantasy VII. No, you're still going to be playing in 2D, moving sideways with the Really? That's not really exciting, y'all. That's not exciting at all. On top of that, Square Enix also released some other games. Yeah, okay, cool. They were kind of mediocre, but for the biggest disappointment for me was the new Final Fantasy VII, not Final Fantasy VII, but the new Final Fantasy Origin game. What's it called? Stranger, Stranger of Paradise. Of Paradise. AKA he, the origin chaos. of Final chaos. Fantasy 1. The chaos. Yes. So <laughs> if you've never seen this trailer, this trailer has already <laughs> been mocked a billion times over. So it's so bad. bad, you guys. Wait, it's what called is it called? Fun. It's called Strangers, Strangers of, of Paradise. Paradise. Final on, Fantasy the, Origin. The main character, I think his name is Jason or something. Bring it up. You, wait, no, wait, no. Amy, don't watch it yet. When you do watch it, no, I want you to get. I'm gonna play some it for you guys and then share and, screen it. Oh no, no! I, I want you to watch it. I want you to do a drinking game. I want drink you to drink every time every he says time chaos. You hear the word chaos. Chaos. Drink every time. He says chaos. I don't think I can. No less. Is it more than, than two? Because like, if I do more than two, it's definitely more. It's more like two hundred times. Oh, it's it's more than two. <laughs> oh, never mind. Literally, every comment is like, I don't know, guys. I think there might be a lot of chaos Marlon, in this game. Who, who was he? Who was he looking <laughs> for? Who did he? Who did he come to kill? I think he came to kill chaos. chaos. I don't know. I mean, I get the feeling he came to kill Wait, chaos. Because huh. literally, it's it's like really it's so bad. bad, like like dialogue. It's terrible. I'm like I've come to over kill chaos. And over. Oh no, the chaos is here. It's everywhere. There's so much. Where is chaos? chaos? Like, <laughs> bro, I was 
done in 10 and seconds. Then, and Hold then, on, then, let me bring this up. Now and then the little villain walks in, and then the, and the little walks in, I've come to Chaos. bring. Chaos. It's like, we so get it. Rude. We get it. Then the one. <laughs> it's terrible. Also, the graphics bad. look bad. It's the so graphics bad. look bad. And I don't know if it was someone was streaming it and it wasn't like no, streaming it, it in bad. high quality, but we're in 2021. We're used to having these like ray tracing high graphics. And if you're coming out with like some 2012 graphics, 2012. it's like, yo, you cannot, you can't drop this right now. Like, y'all just, uh, mind you, before this, they just did the Marvel. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy has its own game coming out and com- those graphics can re- this is like okay there's a huge drop in quality and value what's happening like what like if this if this, if this game is that new what was the budget because it, it looks like the budget was very small because y'all came after this crazy Marvel thing and now it's like oh it looks like Dragon because Age 1 we're not spending money on the things that matter which are remastering games 1 through 6 and focusing on the other games that we want instead of Again, this game is focusing on a character from Final Fantasy 1, which you can kind of find in other Final Fantasy games. And it's like, we're kind of bored with that. Like, it's like literally a spinoff side story and it's a whole game. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, if you're going to do that whole role play thing, we already know, we already seen Final Fantasy 16. We already saw previews of that last year. Looks amazing. We wanted more of that. Didn't see that at all. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2. We just got the first DLC. Part 2, we don't know when that's coming out. You don't have any footage for us to see what's going to happen with Cloud in the game? Okay, so you're just going to embarrass us with chaos. No, they're going to embarrass themselves. But as a fan, I just felt very disappointed. Very disappointed. Oh, yeah. The live chat had a lot of just disappointed features. Also... They also dropped mm-hmm. Babylon's Fall, which also looked very similar to uh, how just bad it was. Eming, you watch it and then you tell us about it later. <laughs> but yeah, so again, Babylon's Fall and Stranger of Paradise both have rough looking graphics. Um, I will at least say at least the audio on Stranger of Paradise sounded right. The audio for Babylon's Fall sounded like a really early uh, JRPG. It just was like, Real bad. They had like constant opera music in the background. I'm like, what Some is this game? Some people are stuck in the past. Like, what is happening in this game? And Square Enix is like, what is it? People are like, what is happening with Square Enix? And like, literally, the comments after all the E3 announcements was that Square Enix had one of the uh, worst um, announcements. Uh, again, this of course, they. I mean, I give them the worst because they produce content. The groups that I think were the worst that produced not a lot of content, I think, were Gearbox. Um, Gearbox had a, I think, 10-minute wait window for a 57-minute live stream. So about 40, so about, about four or so minutes were happening. In that 40 or so minutes, a chunk of that was the CEO of Gearbox talking to people about the games that were oh, coming no. out and not showing the games. And then when they did show the games, they showed games that had already been, the trailer had already been dropped in like prior things. And I was like, why did we come to this? And then it ended with him talking to Kevin Hart. It's like, <laughs> cool, that's cool. But like, Gearbox, where did the games? And was, was, I, was, I was watching it on GameSpot. And like once that ended, GameSpot was like, okay, that was the Gearbox uh, presentation. 
okay, that was strange. Even they were like, what the hell just happened? You didn't show anything. You showed one trailer that we already showed earlier. Like, what the hell, Gearbox? Like, this was terrible. You had plenty of time to know the assignment. You had plenty of time to know the assignment. That's sad. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I was worse than Square Enix. It was. But again, Square Enix was worse compared to someone that actually brought content that was just terrible content. Um, But I will say, again, the best of the night, hands down, was unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of Xbox, but, (laughs) yo, they came, they they brought that paycheck out. They they spent that money, and this was the moment they fully revealed their cards. Uh, Every last one of their games is going to be, you pay that that subscription price, you can play it when it comes out. You don't have to buy the extra copy. Whatever is dropping that's an an Xbox exclusive, you have access to off jump. Also, they went back and pulled every Bethesda property that was already on PlayStation and ported Mm. it to Xbox. So that means all the Fallout games, games, um, uh, like... Fallout games, New Vegas. They pulled all the Skyrim games. Uh, basically, every Bethesda property that's come out that was only on PC or whatever, they fully ported them all onto Game Pass. So 30-plus games they have. And they said there's going to be more every month that's on the way that they're pulling from Bethesda. You just you just pay that subscription for that Game Pass. You just play it. And it's going to be dope. I mean, Todd Howard came out there, and he has a lot of balls, Todd Howard, a.k.a. the <laughs> It Just Works Man about Fallout 76. I did Something Marlon about that last week. Thank you. I feel like he needed to know that they were going to have a successful launch for him to come out after what he put us through a year ago with Fallout 76. He needed to have a win, and he had this win because it would have been a debacle. But, of course, I think one of the biggest reveals from that was the fact after 25 years and so many articles and links and memes, they finally gave everyone an update on Starfield, which is going to be dropping November 11, 2022. Starfield has been, like, talked about for years, 25 years now. Now, um, folks are saying it's like a Han Solo simulator. You're in space. You're flying around. They give me like weird little kind of nicknames for it. But you're in space. You're flying around. They haven't given us much details. They're just showing us like a full, of course, a high 4K trailer of what it could look like, no actual gameplay. But telling folks, hey, here's the, the date. It's coming. You should be happy. We're doing it now. It's 25 years later. What were your you thoughts on Nintendo? Like, would you say they were in the middle, like, Nintendo, but not surprising? Um, Nintendo, here's the thing. Nintendo, uh, I think their biggest win, which, of course, everyone knew was going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild 2, which is dropping in 2022 some point. Um, That was their biggest draw-in. They finally showed us that Zelda has a full metal alchemist (laughs) arm coming back. Um, they, they also dropped, finally, I've been waiting for this, they dropped sure. a final Metroid game. Metroid. Yes, that's okay. I was thank like, you. That's what I want to get to. Yes. Been <laughs> years. Thank you. Years. It's been like 20 yes. years. It's been like we 20 years. Metroid <laughs> 5, Metroid Dread, which comes out October mm-hmm. 8th uh, this year, which I'm like, that's really great. Hey. Also, again, just so you know, viewer, this is going to be a broke-tober year. Almost a lot of these games are dropping in October. So it's going to be a broke-tober. A, lo- well, a lot of these games are, are dropping in October. It's going to be a nightmare. Save your monies. 
I has wedding money. Save your this monies is, and then away. have a blast in exactly. the holidays. I'm away. I'm away. Yeah, but again, I think do. Nintendo, they had a job to do and they did it. Um, I think one of the strangest things that happened was that um, one of the properties was dropped in a different presentation. Um, the Mario and Rabbits game was dropped in the Ubisoft presentation because Ubisoft is spearheading the game as opposed to like mm. Nintendo being like, here's our game. Ubisoft was like, oh, here is our game, Mario and the Rabbits. And I was oh. like, oh, that's wild that y'all got the full okay to put this in y'all presentation. All right. So y'all sent Mario. First of all, they sent Mario for free. Like, yeah. They got okay. Mario and the ridiculously <laughs> redonkulous rabbit rabbit universe, yeah. which is just like they look like just downgraded rabbit minion rabbits. characters. Um but yo, you get Mario with a with the two-handed with a two-handed pistol and Luigi has a full uh, bow and arrow and Peach has a full uh, umbrella mallet. Um that was dope. Makes Maybe, sense. Yeah, I feel like Makes Nintendo sense. did okay. They did, they did average. Um okay. I think Namco had a hard time as well. With the gearbox, their drops weren't as good either. RPM code. Yeah, it was rough this year, and it also reminded me of why Sony's like, we're not doing E3 ever. <laughs> Sony's like, we will Sony's present like, we when we are ready to present. And we're Smart. not on anyone's clock. Like, there will be a Sony state of play when we have acknowledged nope. what our properties are, how far along they are. And then we will do them, especially more so after the whole cyberpunk debacle, which uh, fun fact about <laughs> cyberpunk, um, it is going to return to the PlayStation store. Um, when? Uh, June 21st. What? That's yep. next week. That's, yep. Sony has acknowledged that they are returning cyberpunk 2020, whatever, or 20, whatever to the I have questions. The store. Yeah. Amy, However, <laughs> which is, the, which is, I think, a really petty thing that Sony added. Sony added, we still do not recommend you buy this game for the PlayStation 4. So Sony was like, <laughs> yes, it's coming back to the PlayStation Store, but also on the real tip, do not buy this game if you don't have a PS5. Oh, I know, right? Wow. So, but it's bad, though, yeah, money. Sony's also like, yeah, this, I mean, it's coming back because they reached the parameters of, like, fixes we needed them to make. But also on the real tip, yo, y'all just don't get it for the PS4. It took them just, eight just, months. Just don't, don't get it for the PS4. So, Marlon, because you had yes. so many thoughts about this originally, and we actually had a whole episode about this, I think. Oh, we did. Um, two episodes. Does that, oh, yeah, probably two. Does that mean that you, on your new PS5, will be partaking in... Money. Will you be partaking in <laughs> Cyberpunk for a second time? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ring the bell. Leave me alone. <laughs> Here, to be fully 100% with you, when I got my new uh, PC, I got it like, like three months out there. It works better on PC. It's a PC but that's game. That's not the answer to my question. I don't know. Do you want me to do it? I don't know. I'm not going to get it on any PlayStation. I feel like this game, if they've been honest with you, this game is supposed to be a PC game. Mm. Like, the amount of things I have to have on and the settings for it to run how they want it Mm. to run and the recommended settings. Uh, As far as PS5 goes, they might have accommodated to, like, you know, tweaking things. But I feel like if you want it to run how it's supposed to be run, it's a... It's a PC, PC game, like predominantly. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to put it on, the, on my PS5 because I'm sure it's just gonna be wonky because it wasn't made for it. Um, but yeah, mm. you can give it a shot though, Cat. When it's fifteen dollars. Hey, wait, wait, wait. yes, wait for that price to drop. Can it be That's five, five years? 
for PS4. $5. And it <laughs> or, would work some PS4. Or wait until PS... The PS Plus makes it free. Yes. In the, for the that's month. The dream. Because that's how Final that's Fantasy VII Remake mm-hmm. was this year. Well, and thing. so maybe next year Cyberpunk will come out and I'll be like, oh, it's yeah. free. Okay. I think that's going to be PlayStation's next thing. Um, I feel like with the... I think the benefit of Xbox and Bethesda having such a great uh, presentation this year is that it forces Sony into a position of like, okay, they just told everyone that not only do they get 30 games that they get with like a subscription that's almost like ours, like our our PS Now or whatever, or or PS Plus, but they get Mm -hmm. every release title access as well. Uh How are we going to address that? Either we A, match it exactly, or we B, do a very similar Disney plusing of like, you can get the basic PS uh, Plus, which is like, you get like three free games a month, or you get like the upgraded one, which is like, great, this is very similar to Game Pass, where you're paying yeah. into this, and for every new game we drop, you get day one access to it as well. But I think they might that. end up segmenting like, here's the basic, here's the one that matches the Game Pass, because Game Pass right now on Xbox is absolutely murdering um, Sony, especially knowing that Bethesda is releasing almost um, crazy exclusive, especially now that games like, um, again, we still worry about the Elder Scrolls. They have yep. not confirmed if that's going to be an Xbox exclusive game yet. And that also is a big pull on Sony. Um, Outer Worlds, it's it was big on PS4, big mm-hmm. on Xbox. Thankfully, Outer Worlds 2 we, we believe it's going to be available on the PS4, but we don't have any confirmation of that. That could, I mean, I know at the Xbox thing, it said Xbox exclusive, so they might make Outer Worlds 2 a Xbox exclusive game, which means that Sony <gasps> has wow. to up themselves because Xbox with Bethesda is pulling a ton of these fantasy games over to them. Also, big ups to Outer Worlds 2 for dropping, I think, the most socially aware trailer for a video game I've ever seen and while also making fun of the entirety of E3. Their trailer was literally them discussing shots that every trailer makes for video games. Like, here we are. It's quiet. Now we fast zoom into a planet. Oh, look at that alien. Is that going to be in the game? Absolutely not. Into the <laughs> shot. Now zoom all the way out. Oh, yeah. Look at those pixels. This is not actual gameplay, though. This is just to fool you into actually buying the game on like uh, on the pre-orders. And I zoom all the way out again. Oh, look, it's our protagonist. But we're not going to show you the face because we haven't edited that yet. And I zoom all the way out again. Oh, look, it's the title of the game. Have we finished it? Absolutely not. Will we finish just this title? Outer Worlds 2. <laughs> Wait, did they really say that? <laughs> that was a whole commercial. That was a whole presentation. I was like, that alone was going to buy this game. That's how you trailer. And it was literally just calling. And also, it didn't help that literally it was... That Starfield was like earlier, and it was almost like shot for shot what Starfield did. It was like, did y'all know they were going to do this? <laughs> That's messed Y'all in the same company. Y'all were from Bethesda. This is kind of messed up. Beautiful. That's how you make a trailer. It was a good. I was like, yo, I want this game, but also it's an Xbox exclusive game, which I'm like, can we just like make it? Come on, y'all. We this game came out on the on the the PS1. Well, like I said, people think I'm crazy when I said 
Like, there's forever a Sony and Xbox war. Ever since I was a child. Like, ever <laughs> since. And then war. now that we're older, they're like, Catherine, it's gone. It's whatever. It's all about PC. Whatever. There's still a war, and this just proves it. So, yes, congrats, Xbox, for, like, doing this. But Sony they got you. They, they see what you're doing. They're they going to turn won. up just to stay and watch. That's the hope. I mean... We gonna okay, find I feel like stand. Bethesda. I feel like Bethesda was a big win for them. I mean, they have Skyrim. They got Fallout. They got uh, literally Outer Worlds now. They got Starfield. Uh, it's it's wild. We'll see what happens with Sony, but yeah, that's um, that's what I got in my corner for video game news. Uh, it was a ton of news because every individual thing had a thing. It was wild. Now. It was absolutely wild. wild. He is half the room. Yeah, I had to break down the other half of my list to another list because it's just, there's a lot of games that came out, y'all. Yeah. This was a very packed year. E3 was a something. It wasn't it was as big right. as I want it to be, but it was definitely an event that I knew we had to, like, have a conversation about because I was just, Square Enix had me messed up. But seeing <laughs> Nintendo and even uh, Kazuha from... Kazuwa from Tekken is going to be in Smash. That's interesting. I saw that on the, on the Facebook. And I was like, <laughs> everyone's in Smash now. adding characters. I got, I got Square Enix characters. I got my Tekken characters. Like, everybody I like is in Smash now. Adding it's Smash characters. the best character. It's going to be the, the best fighting game of all time. That's what they're trying to do. The best. Because you can beat literally anybody from any game franchise. That, that's Smash. what's going on. No such thing. No such thing. Smash. I'm just waiting for like dead or alive characters, you know. No. Um, maybe we have some Dynasty Warrior characters, no. you know, soul, uh, some more Soul Calibur. Like we can keep it's going. Too much. It's too much. Mortal Kombat. Like why stop? We gotta why stop. You, why stop? Why do you want that? This is this is not like this is a bigger like, tournament than Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Let's let's just put that up. Oh God. Smash is up That's here. True. Mortal Kombat's down here when it comes to tournaments that Dang. are like well I mean that's what they're that's what they're heading to if, if HBO had got like and was like can we make a movie <laughs> a la Mortal Kombat but better sure I would watch that movie because it has everybody I would never be bored I feel like Mortal Kombat at least has some of a story not the last movie just Smash is like we're all short up Smash is gonna be so much game. better I know but the I'm game. saying if they made the a movie, movie Smash is better I'm saying this in, in, in existence because it's gonna happen We'll see it's going to either be I a mean, TV show on, or a movie. Making a prophecy. You just better listen. It's true. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. We, we, we don't we, want this we don't to wanna, happen. We don't we want don't a really want good Smash movie. <laughs> <laughs> no? I, I so no don't want to see no? Pikachu and Kirby at all. I, I mean... I'm not gonna lie, it was cute to see Kirby like get thrown off the cliff and like be the doctor like you didn't get me. <laughs> cause like cause homeboy took him and he like dropped him off the cliff and he turns around and he's Kirby like Boop. But Sephiroth though, <laughs> that's that's what really was like, damn it, I'm gonna have to really play this game. Sephiroth has just been killing people. He's gonna be killing people in Smash and he can't leave Cloud alone, because Cloud was there first. I love and I need to see that drama. So Smash. Okay, anything else we want to add to the docket before we... Um, I think we should thank Imani for holding it down for the past two weeks. As just a big full thank you. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, everybody, make sure to get a night, good night's rest, play some really great Final Fantasy games, and geek on.
This episode of Queston Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.